This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? It is the Monty Show. Thursday, July the 14th, 2022, and the Utah Jazz are talking trade with the New York Knicks. Is it true? Will the Jazz trade Donovan Mitchell to the New York Knicks? We'll have all the details on that. And I think the big question here is, what should the Utah Jazz be asking for in return if, in fact, they do trade Donovan Mitchell? How valuable is Donovan Mitchell to the Utah Jazz and I guess the other question is how valuable is Donovan Mitchell to the New York Knicks that might be the bigger question we'll talk about that Mike Gundy the head coach at Oklahoma State is a gangsta bro the superstar of Big 12 Media Day without doubt Mike Gundy will have sound for you on that it's National Mac and Cheese Day what is your favorite food you're a huge mac and cheese hell yeah I am you who's are a, not? You are an obsessed mac and cheese. Yeah, guy. who's not? Who's not? I'm not I mean, a who, huge. Who, who doesn't like mac and cheese? Me? I think it sucks. Well. That's not true. Um, the Utah Jazz and the New York Knicks are talking trade. Let's get right into it because we know that's what everybody is here to talk about as the Knicks and the Jazz are discussing a Donovan Mitchell trade. Now, obviously... Um, this validates everything that Adrian Wojnarowski reported the other day that not only are the Jazz listening, they are engaged in trade talks. Um, we told you last night on the old tweet machine um, that the Knicks have offered the Utah Jazz a minimum of five first-round picks and a package of players. This trade, as of 7 o'clock Mountain Time last night, was not close. But it certainly signals that there was, in fact, a change in direction for the Utah Jazz, and they are engaged in talks with the Knicks. And what this trade looks like, as I am told by sources at the Utah Jazz and around the NBA, is that the Jazz are likely to get between six and eight first-round picks in this deal, um, additional pick swaps. And the biggest question is, will the New York Knicks include R.J. Barrett in a deal for Donovan Mitchell? That seems to be the biggest question here. And I don't know if I am the Utah Jazz, and I could be wrong about this, but if I'm the Utah Jazz, I'm not making this deal without R.J. Barrett. It really is that simple. Emmanuel quickly is a nice player. Don't get me wrong. But, Jake, I think the Utah Jazz cannot make this Donovan Mitchell trade if they do not get R.J. Barrett in return. Yeah, and I think that, you know, not only R.J. Barrett, I think Quentin Grimes got to be in the conversation as well. And, and, I, and I think that this isn't a situation where, you know, a ton of draft capital, like an over-the-top amount of draft capital, is a substitute for for contributors now. And I think that what's really interesting is this concept of the Utah Jazz changing directions because this is, you know, if everything we're hearing is true and they truly are engaged and, and uh, you know, trying to trade Don to the Knicks and they're really exploring this, this is a change in direction, and and this kind of changes things for me as well. Like I think that, 
you know, last week, based on everything we were being told and everything that everyone was reporting, the Jazz were a hard no against trading Donovan Mitchell. And now all of a sudden, we're, we're, we're sitting here on the show talking about, you know, a deal with the Knicks or a four-team deal including Brooklyn. Like, there's a lot of possibilities. And so, yeah, I, I don't think that, that you can do this deal with the Knicks without R.J. Barrett. Uh, but somehow, some way, I think that's what the Knicks are offering. And we know... Uh, we have it on pretty good information that that um, you know the Utah Jazz are not interested in Julius Randle, and I can't blame them for that. I I don't know that I'd be interested in Julius Randle. So it's just a really interesting time, you know. And and I think if you're a Utah Jazz fan, there's a lot up in the air right now. I will say that I I, I don't think that there's a need to be nervous or or anxious about this. I just think. When when it comes down to it, uh, there's been a there's clearly been a shift in in the plan, and to me this signals uh, uh, the identity of a rebuild now. Whereas when you weren't open to trading Donovan Mitchell, I would call that a retool. So if you are rebuilding, then I guess I, the question remains: How long is that rebuild going to be? I hope it's sub five years. I hope that you know with Danny Ainge and, and their plan that they've clearly got that this doesn't take five years to get to the to get to the NBA Finals. I mean, if you're going to trade Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, uh, there's a lot of smoke behind the Mike Conley sign-and-trade situation with Cleveland. Um, you know, if all these things happen, I would just hope that, that the team you bring to camp is playoff-worthy at some point. Yeah, and I, I think the biggest question here is we talk Utah Jazz basketball here on the Monty Show, and the Jazz and the Knicks are engaged in trades. I think there's no doubt. The biggest question is, what are you going to get in return? And I absolutely think R.J. Barrett has to be there, but I think Quickly and Grimes have to be there as well. And the issue is, it was explained to me last night, uh, when considering a Knicks and Jazz trade is, how much are the New York Knicks willing to give up to get Donovan Mitchell? Because the question is, is it worth it to acquire Donovan Mitchell if you have to give up your three best young players? And I would tell you if I'm the Knicks, it's absolutely not. I'm not giving up R.J. Barrett and quickly and Grimes and six to eight draft picks to get Donovan Mitchell. And likely, likely Rudy Gay would be going in this trade as well. Um, he's a name that I'm told the that would be need to be added um, for his salary because that's the other thing that you got to remember. The guys that you're talking about in this deal – are not well paid. I mean, when you look at the numbers we're talking about, R.J. Barrett on his own is only making just short of $11 million. Mm -hmm. And then when you consider that Cam Reddish, who's another guy, and that the players that it was explained to me are R.J. Barrett, Cam Reddish, uh, quickly Grimes, and perhaps Obi Toppin to make the money work. I think that is way too much for the Knicks to give up. So my guess is we're going to get a four or some form of that deal. Um, with that grouping of players. Cam Reddish should be a really nice ad for this club. But if it's quickly in Reddish, I'm not here for that if I'm the yeah. Utah Jazz. Um, if if it is R.J. Barrett, Cam Reddish, players and picks, okay, now we have a conversation. But if you're the Knicks in this scenario, and I think this is a big part of this question, does it make sense to acquire Donovan Mitchell, even 1v1 for R.J. Barrett? I don't think it does. I think it makes it very difficult. If you're the New York Knicks, what's left on your roster without R.J. Barrett is not a whole lot, even if you add Donovan Mitchell. I don't know that they are even comparable players, frankly, but they are a really nice tandem together. You would be acquiring R.J. or excuse me, Donovan Mitchell to tag 
with R.J. Barrett if you're the New York Knicks. But if you are the Utah Jazz, what's the value in this deal? And again, Grimes is a guy that's just really unproven. He's very young. He's one, one year in the league. Remember, this is a guy that left Kansas to go to Houston. Granted, in his one year in the NBA last year, he only played 17 minutes a game. He gave you six points. He shot 38% from three, but that is a really limited scope. Mm-hmm. So you really don't know what the high end for Grimes is. So you have to get something concrete in return. And my point is on this, if I'm the Utah Jazz, I don't know that it makes sense just to do this deal to get six or eight draft picks. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me because also you have to remember, what are you going to send out along with Donovan Mitchell? Is it simply Rudy Gay? It doesn't make sense to include Pat Beverly in this trade. He's making $13 million. And by the way, he's a one-year deal. He's $13 million one year. That is a trade deadline contract if I've ever seen one. So the question has to be asked, what are the New York Knicks going to include? And what are the Utah Jazz willing to accept for Donovan Mitchell and Jake? I think the bar has to be R.J. Barrett, mm-hmm. and that very well may be a deal breaker. Yeah, I mean, I think, and that's, see, that's, to me, that's the crux of the conversation. Like, if you're Danny Ainge running this running this thing for the Utah Jazz, like, what what is what is the needle mover? Because all this, all the other residual is always going to be there. Like, the picks are always going to be there. You know, the, the, the fringe players are always going to be there. But what truly makes the deal happen? If this is hinging on R.J. Barrett, then I think that's a pretty tough conversation. You know, I I, I don't know that that it happens if it if this deal is hinged on R.J. Barrett. Now, if Danny Ainge somehow is open to no R.J. Barrett, but is going to require Quentin Grimes and Emmanuel quickly plus the picks, okay, then I think there's a good chance this deal gets done. And in my opinion, what I think of this is if I'm the Knicks, I'm never giving up R.J. Barrett. That's just not happening. It's not a conversation. I just can't do it. That's just not, That's I'm not doing that. But I think quickly in, in Grimes, you know, you have to be willing to part with those guys to get this done. And, and if I'm the Knicks, I really like the idea, as you were kind of saying, like, you know, Donovan, RJ, and Julius on the block. I think that that is a, that's definitely a playoff contending uh, big three, if you will, if you want to call it a big three. Uh, but I but I think that it makes the Knicks, it gives the Knicks that edge. And that's the thing that I think for the Knicks, that's the value proposition if you're the New York Knicks here. Hey, last year, we were a team that was really pushing for the playoffs and we fell apart. We fell apart in the second half and we didn't get it done. Yeah. But if you bring in Donovan Mitchell, that's not going to happen. Donovan Mitchell brings you that reliability in the scoring department that you don't currently have. And by the way, he would be the guy that has the playoff experience on the team and can help develop a guy like R.J. Barrett or otherwise. So, to me, if I'm the Knicks, I'm not giving up R.J. Barrett. Uh, and if I'm Danny Ainge, I probably would be okay with that. But I'd have to have six, seven wow. picks, and I'd have to have Grimes. And uh, and uh, quickly, quickly. And, quickly and Grimes are the starting point yeah. of a deal here. I mean, yeah. the other thing that we, were, we heard last night pretty clearly is that any deal that's centered around Julius Randle is not going to be a deal that the Jazz are willing to make. Mm-hmm. Um And we told you back at the trade deadline that the Knicks and Jazz were talking in that the Knicks were calling repeatedly asking for Donovan Mitchell and the Jazz had turned that down. One of the main reasons I think they probably at that time turned that down is because they weren't ready to make a deal. And I think Julius Randle's a non-starter. I mean, the guy has over $100 million coming to him in the contract he just signed with the Knicks. And I just think he... 
as a guy, um, as a, a character guy, as a locker room guy, there are a lot of doubts about Julius Randle. He's a hell of a basketball player. I just don't think this Jazz organization values him mm -hmm. at a high level. So, again, I think this really is going to come down to the, the New York Knicks' willingness to send uh, R.J. Barrett to the Utah Jazz. I, I think it is, it is going to be that simple. And if I am the Knicks, and again, I was told last night directly that Knicks are not willing to trade R.J. Barrett to acquire Donovan Mitchell, and I think that's a smart move by the Knicks. Um, but the other thing you got to remember here is the New York Knicks are in a position where they gave up a hell of a lot at the draft. Mm -hmm. They acquired a hell of a lot at the draft. But this is a roster that is very young and frankly lacks a superstar because no matter what you think about R.J. Barrett, I don't think anybody's going to mistake R.J. Barrett as a superstar in this league. Not at this point, not yet. I think R.J. Barrett's a guy that's a very good player, but R.J. Barrett is not a guy that you build a franchise around. And I think that's why you're trying to make a Donovan Mitchell-type move uh, where you're adding that kind of salary because you have all this draft capital, and I say this about the Utah Jazz as well. What is all this draft capital worth if you're not going to leverage it? The Knicks are trying to leverage their 11 current picks that they have. They have 11 picks um, over the next several years. That's leverage. They're trying to make a deal to improve themselves to become relevant. But can they be relevant without R.J. Barrett and with Donovan Mitchell? That's a huge question that Leon Rose and the New York Knicks are going to have to answer. But for the Utah Jazz and from where the Utah Jazz are right now, I would tell you you can't make this deal without R.J. Barrett. It just, and, and even if you got eight picks, let's say, which they're not going to get eight picks, but let's say you got the maximum amount of picks. Be realistic and say six picks. Four players, Evan Fournier, Cam Reddish, Emmanuel Quickly. Are you a better team on the floor in the next three years without Donovan Mitchell and without R.J. Barrett if you're the Utah Jazz? And Jake, I think the answer is unequivocally no. Yeah, I think with that, with those names and, and you know, with those names in the current roster, if they if this deal were to happen, no, you're not better. But I think what, what sort of piques my interest about this conversation or this side of the conversation is we're talking about Danny Ainge here, right? Like, let's not forget who we're talking about. Danny Ainge has a history of building championship contenders, and I think that the one thing that really sort of makes sense to me is if Danny is going to go this route of trading Donovan Mitchell, which, again, would be a very strong change in path, but if he decides to go this way and execute a trade with the Knicks, or even if he does the Brooklyn deal with the four-team deal with Phoenix and Indiana and Brooklyn, you know, either way, my thing just would be, all right, the picks are going to have to be there because you know Danny Ainge is going to trade some of those players he's going to get, just like we know that Danny Ainge is going to trade some of those guys that he got in the T-Wolves trade, the Gobert trade. So that's why I say, are they better now if they execute this trade today? Well, no, they're not better now than they were this past season, but I don't think that's the conversation. I think the conversation is, hey, yeah, you're not going to be better this year, but what does the deadline look like? What does next offseason look like as far as building this team? And what is the end goal? And I think if you're you know, Utah Jazz fan or anybody covering this team, you begin to understand that that if they do this, they're going down the path of you know, three to five years of building this product. Remember, when Danny Ainge did the, did the, did the uh, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett deal to Brooklyn all those years ago, what did that turn into? 
Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, and how long did that take for them to get traction? And that took them about four or five years, right? So that's why I'm saying that could be what we're looking at here. But the bigger question for me also is, how are Utah Jazz fans feeling this morning? And I see everybody commenting um, on this trade. Uh, how much do you trust Danny Ainge? Mm -hmm. That's a big question. Because if we're going to go back and we're really going to look at what Danny did with the Brooklyn trade in 2013, it took you nine years to get to the NBA Finals after that trade. Yeah. That's not a timeline that I think most Utah Jazz fans are willing to absorb when you've given up Rudy Gobert and you've given up Donovan Mitchell. You're telling me nine years down the road you're going to go to the NBA Finals? Nah, I'm fine. I'd rather keep Don and not go to the Finals in nine years. Like, to me, that's that's too long. Yeah. But in Danny, we trust, right? My point is, if you make this trade with the New York Knicks, I think you go, the Utah Jazz, go to the NBA Finals sooner than that. You don't trade both Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell to go to the Finals in nine years. Yeah, That just does not make sense if you're the Utah Jazz. And my point on this is, Donovan Mitchell will bring you a haul. Danny Ainge is not going to tank this team in the long term, in my opinion. We saw that under Dennis Lindsay and Gail Miller, and I just don't think that that's what this organization is right now. I think the Utah Jazz are looking to compete, and they're looking to compete now. And I think if you make this trade, you are going to have the by far largest amount of draft capital that you've had in the last, I don't know, decade, and you are going to have the most leverage in the NBA if you make this deal. But I think if you're the Utah Jazz and you're a Utah Jazz fan, I think you should have a high level of concern here mm -hmm. because the question that, that I think you don't want an answer to, are you tanking? Is that what's happening with the Utah Jazz? If they make a Donovan Mitchell trade and it's six picks and it's quickly um, Grimes and Fournier, and are you tanking? I don't know how you say you're not tanking. Right, Because the free agent market is pretty well dried up. So it's not like you're going to turn yeah. around and sign a big-time free agent. Yeah, There aren't a whole lot of trades to be made at this point because Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving seem to still be holding up the market. DeAndre Ayton knows all too well about that. What are the Utah Jazz really looking to do with the assets they acquire? What are the New York Knicks really looking to do with the assets they acquire in a Donovan Mitchell trade? Because the Knicks are going to send out a whole lot and they're not going to get a whole lot in return. My guess is you're going to get Donovan Mitchell and you're going to get one other player. And if you're the, the Utah Jazz, you're probably getting Evan Fournier in this deal because you need his $18 million salary to make this trade work. But does Evan Fournier make you a competitive team? Mm. And my feeling is he does not. Yeah. And then the question has to be asked, okay, well, to make this trade work salary-wise, you probably are not putting Beasley in there. You're probably not putting Pat Beverly in there. So those guys are going to be on your roster or some of those guys are going to be on your roster. What are you looking to do with the group of players you have? And how many, how many, how many fans are going to buy season tickets? How many fans are going to buy those snappy new uniforms <laughs> if it's got Fournier instead of Mitchell on the back of it? Yeah. That to me is a that to me is a huge question. Yeah. That, to me, is what you have to get the answer to. I don't know what the answer on Donovan Mitchell or the Donovan Mitchell trade is. Yeah, I think it's tough. I think that there's it's just complex, obviously. I mean, I know that's that's obvious, but I, I just think there's a lot of ramifications in these situations. I mean, it's not a stretch to say, like, 
this is where you know legacies and 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 you know memories are made like you know two years from now if the jazz have tanked like you know the ryan smith era won't be probably remembered super positively by the fan base but two years from now if you make this deal and then you make another deal and another deal and you've turned into a championship caliber team yeah. and you may it turns out you did make the right choice moving on from don and rudy then you know great but i think right now it's just tough because you don't know what those picks turn into. You don't That's know right. the draft. I I personally feel like the draft is very unpredictable. Like unless you're top five talent in the draft, you don't know what you're going to get out of Jared Butler. You don't know what you're going to get out of all these guys. And that's the thing. And, and that's why I hope that whether they trade Don or whether they keep Don, whatever happens, this team needs to make progress and they need to make progress inside of the next two to three seasons. So it'll just be really curious to see what path they choose to go. Very much so. Let's get your comments on the show right now. We appreciate everybody being here. If you're here on the show, please give us a thumbs up below. Just if you're live on YouTube or listening on the podcast, get to YouTube. Um, give us a thumbs up. It really helps the channel grow. Find our YouTube channel every day, The Monty Show. M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show takes you right to our YouTube channel. Please give us a thumbs up right now if you're here watching the show. J-Rod sends us a $5 tip this morning to get us started. Thank you. J-Rod, thank you. Uh, Josh Martin says, this trade will be a big L for Ryan Clark. Okay, who's Ryan Clark? Which are you talking about? Are ESPN, talking about Ryan, ESPN Clark? Ryan Clark. Yeah, which Ryan help me Clark. understand that? Was that was did you mean uh, did you mean Ryan Smith? Was that like a typo on accident? Maybe he meant Ryan Smith. I don't know. Clarify that for us, Josh. Thanks for the tip. Appreciate it. Spencer D says, "Saw dudes, saw <laughs> dude. What's up, bro? Looking forward to the show. Appreciate that." BB says, "Without Quentin or RJ, the Jazz should just call someone else." Picks in a star level potential is what the Jazz need, and five picks. I, you know, we were talking yesterday that, um, you know, people were saying, hey, we need a that the Jazz are asking for the Utah Jazz in return for Donovan Mitchell are asking for a replacement level player as they should. I think R.J. Barrett's a replacement level player. I mean, mm, I think mm. he is. Well, and I should say, I think he's below Tom, but I think he's got the potential to be but a replacement see, But if you're the Utah player. Jazz, I don't know that that's good enough. Like, I don't know that I'm comfortable trading Donovan Mitchell for someone who has the potential, which I agree. That's how I'd characterize R.J. Barrett. Like, he's got the potential, but that's different than, hey, this is a guy who is as good as Donovan Mitchell. That's different. Are you a better team? Because the other thing I can't see the Knicks doing is trading quickly and R.J. Barrett. That just, that doesn't make any sense at all. So... I think it's one of those two guys in a deal. Are you a better team if it's Fournier and quickly in six picks? No. If it's Fournier and quickly, um, let's say they put Grimes in that deal. Let's say they put in somebody else to make a contract work. I'm not interested at all in Obi Toppin. I, I I know that Nick fans love Obi Toppin. He's kind of a folk hero, and I'm not interested in Obi. You're Toppin. not a better. Let me put it this way: You're not a better team. After this deal, either way, in my opinion, I don't think that even if you did get RJ Barrett and, and Evan Fournier and a bunch of picks, you're not a better team. Like you're not. Like you're you don't have a three time defensive player of the year. You don't have uh, 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 an all star basically every single year in Donovan Mitchell. Like you don't. Like I get it. The the Jazz team that we all know and love has its flaws, as we've talked about at nauseum on this show. That said, they were a playoff team. Every year for, I think, the last five years. So they had something. 
So, no, I don't think after this Knicks trade, either way, you're better. But that, again, I can't emphasize this enough. That's not the conversation. The conversation is, does the Knicks deal, if it happens, put you in a position to go and make another deal that does make you better? What does Danny Ainge do with all these picks? Because don't forget, don't forget, Danny Ainge has, what is it, six picks right now? Yeah. Before the Knicks thing even happens? I mean, are we talking about Danny Ainge having 15 picks to work with? That's a lot of capital. Well, and, and and again, I wonder what pick swaps are involved. I wonder, I mean, if you're the Utah Jazz, you are you can't tell me that you're making this deal with the thought of being bad for years to come. I, I no way. I just no way. I don't see that. I I really just don't see that. Uh, let's see. Uh, BB says Monty and son in the morning. Love the show. Thanks BB. Appreciate you. He also says, but trade Donovan or not. The jerseys this year are bad. If Dude, we are I really agree. bad, at least I will not have to watch long. I mean, how many of you have watched summer league and been like, damn, these jerseys are a little rough. The white Jersey is not good. The white Jersey. I is think not when good. you're watching the white Jersey on TV, it just lacks personality. There's no, there's no it factor there. You know, like, like when you're when you were watching the 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 orange I can't remember what they call it now but but you know the orange jersey the orange faded jersey on TV you're like yeah damn this got some personality to it we like this we like this a lot even the yellow in the in in my opinion the awful all green one was was good on TV even though I didn't like that color green at least it was really good on TV so I don't know I I I I'm with you guys I don't love the new jerseys that said. They are going to look a lot better when they're being worn in the Western Conference Finals than when they're being worn on a, re- wow, on a, on a tanking team. look at you. Hey, real quick, there is one other thing that was said to me last night that I think is a huge talking point. Um, Jared Butler had another struggle fest from the floor. Mm-hmm. And a Utah Jazz source that I was talking to um, during the game at Summer League was telling me that the Jazz are questioning Jared Butler's level of professionalism in that he is not prepared to play in summer league. He was, there were some questions about his fitness. There were some questions about the work he did once the season ended. Um, there were some questions about his level of, of, you know, being present at the end of last season. Um, was he plugged in? There was some questions about his level of frustration and how much that carried over into his offseason before training camp for Summer League Open. And those questions now have been validated. And one of the things that I talked about with my Jazz source last night was, is Jared Butler a disappointment for the Utah Jazz? And without hesitation, my source at the Jazz said, absolutely, he is disappointing. Jared Butler is disappointing the Utah Jazz. Jake, mm-hmm. do you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, I just think that the the tough part is, and, and this is no excuse, but I, but I think situationally speaking, like you know, they haven't exactly put you know Jared Butler in a great position to to do things here, and and I think it goes both ways. Like I agree that Jared Butler has not had a strong showing at summer league. I think whether you're talking about his fitness level, whether you're talking about decision making and the willingness to not have to be the guy that takes the shot constantly, like he needs to understand how to play make. And what's disappointing to me if I'm the Utah Jazz is that you're sitting here watching Donovan Mitchell do what he does. Now, not saying Don's perfect, but from a developmental standpoint, you're getting 82 games 
probably, what, 60 to 75 games, somewhere in there, to watch Donovan Mitchell on a nightly basis do what he does, and you're and you're not developing from a decision-making standpoint on the floor, you're not developing in a pick-and-roll situation, that's what I think you have to be disappointed about. But I am definitely not going to sit here and say that I'm disappointed in his shot percentage or or his, or his the skill set portion of the game because yeah. he hasn't had enough reps. That's the issue. Yeah, I'm disappointed in Jared Butler. I think it, he, he looked, in my opinion, I'm not going to say out of shape. Jared Butler didn't look like a finely tuned machine. Exactly, and that's the difference. There's a huge difference. It's not like he was Zion Williamson who was wildly out of shape and not ready ah. to play. Jared Butler just wasn't a finely tuned machine like he should have been. For a guy battling for his spot in the NBA, Jared Butler is a, has been a problem. So as we sit here and we talk about breaking news this morning, the Utah Jazz and the New York Knicks are engaged in Donovan Mitchell trade talks. Sources told us last night uh, at about 7 o'clock Mountain Time that the Knicks had been offering five picks and a package of players that included Julius Randle. The Utah Jazz told the uh, New York Knicks we are not interested in Julius Randle in any way, shape, or form. Um, it'll be interesting to see what this comes to. Now, by the way, I think it's important, and I know a lot of people are asking, like, okay, well, how close is this? These trades tend to not work in a linear timeline. There is no A plus B equals trade done. Mm -hmm. This could happen in 20 seconds from right now, or this could happen in a week, or this could happen not at all. I don't think you're, you're seeing people saying, well, hey, this is close, because you have to put a framework together that works. And Danny Ainge is notoriously difficult to deal with. He is not a guy that's going to acquiesce and give you what you want, and he'll take less. Danny Ainge has a bar set for Donovan Mitchell, and he's not going to lower that bar. Mm -hmm. I think you saw that with all of the picks that he got from Minneapolis uh, with the T-Wolves deal for, for Rudy Gobert. He got an incredible haul that essentially broke the NBA, right? Yep. So he's not going to lower his bar, and he's not going to take less in return to make a deal for Donovan Mitchell that, frankly, he doesn't have to make that deal. So it's going to be interesting to see if and when this trade happens. My feeling is... If Danny Ainge wants to trade Donovan Mitchell to the New York, New York Knicks, he could do that right now. It's just a matter of what Danny wants in return, and I think Danny Ainge has a very high bar. All right, yeah. let's get some of your comments uh, because, again, you guys have been amazing. Uh, Neville93, good morning to you, my friend. Rec1 says, uh, as Solish, you can still tell yourselves Don and Rudy will likely be there whenever uh, whatever happens this summer, LOL. Yeah, probably. Probably. Uh, I'll... Uh, Let's see. Uh, New York Jazz fan, excuse me, says Donovan will only be changing scenery to a horrible franchise owner, just terrible from the top down. Jimmy Dolan's not a good owner. And I've said this repeatedly as well. If you're Donovan Mitchell and you sit up on the podium when the season ended and said, I just want to win, why are you going to the Knicks? Yeah. Why are you going to the Knicks? And by the way, again, I was told last night, Donovan Mitchell is not asked to be traded. Donovan Mitchell has not demanded a trade. He has not talked trade with the Jazz. He has not said, I want to be traded right now. That hasn't happened. So I know for a fact, by the way, that the Jazz and Donovan Mitchell are in contact on this. So it's not like Donovan Mitchell was stunned or caught off guard. Don knows what's going on. I do think, by the way, this gives a little credence um, and credit where credit is due. I think um, either Tony Jones or I want to say Andy Larson at the Tribune said, it's curious that Donovan Mitchell's not at Summer League. Maybe this is why he's not at Summer League. I don't think it's curious. I think Donovan Mitchell 
understands he's got to be in the lab. Um, he's back from the Bahamas. I think he's in South Florida as we speak. I don't think it's curious, but it does give credence to those wondering why Donovan Mitchell's not at Summer League. Who else is at Summer League for the Jazz? Not, not Nobody that I've seen. Really, no, nobody of note. I think it's a non-story in my opinion. I, I think that Donovan Mitchell is working on his game. I think Donovan Mitchell knows that the excuses are over with and he has to be better and he has to get to that next level. And and frankly, I just I, I if you look at all the other guys who are at summer leagues for their team, their teams are not engaged in in trades and, and all this stuff. I mean, like like Royce O'Neal is an example. He's at Summer League for the Nets, but he knows he's going to be there. He knows he's going to be playing with these yeah. guys. Don has no idea who he's going to be playing with. But I think when you talk Summer League, look at look at Ben Simmons. I think one of the reasons Ben Simmons is at Summer League is he's trying to rehab his image. Yeah, That's why Ben Simmons is there. Yeah, Talking about how his back surgery went great, rehab's gone great, he's ready to rock and roll. Well, trying sure to rehab so. his image to help the if, if the Nets are trying to trade him. Yeah, So we'll see. I, I, I don't know that anything is rock solid that you hear rumor-wise anyways. Cody Strickland said, like I predicted with James Harden last year, that you guys said no to me, that came true, that he will not be good. Who won't be good? Who won't be good? I don't, I don't know. That's very convoluted. Donovan will be the same. He'll average 16, 18 points and will barely make the playoffs on the Knicks. Donovan Mitchell's a 20-point-a-night guy but that, but see, rolling out of bed. And I don't know, like, I guess, Cody, if you're trying to be right, or I don't I don't really know what the, the argument is. James Harden, I don't think James Harden was bad. James Harden's just not the same James Harden he was. James Harden's not, you you know, Houston Rocket James Harden. He's not the guy that beat the, the Jazz. He's not like... Donovan Mitchell hasn't even scratched the surface of his potential. Yeah. I just hope people understand that. And this is what I don't understand about all the people that are rooting for him to be traded. You better watch what you wish for because my feeling is that's going to happen. Uh, and Garcy, good morning to you. Long story short, the Jazz can't get free agents or keep draft picks. Moving to Las Vegas in the next 10 years. Why okay. would the Jazz move to Las Vegas? What on earth are you talking about? Next comment. Uh, Agent Super Argo says, I really don't want to give up our future, but man, if KD and Kyrie can't attract other stars, how will Mitchell? Grimes is a rising stock. But I would slow your roll on Grimes. He is a, a wonderfully talented player. This guy played 17 minutes on the Knicks last year. Mm -hmm. This is a guy that left Kansas to go to Houston. Like, there, there's proving ground that this guy's got to cover. Like, is 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 Grimes ever a 35-minute-a-night player? Is he ever one of your top three players on your roster? Who's replacing Donovan Mitchell in any of these trades? That's, that's the point. That's the point. Uh, D's World of Hoops says, Jazz aren't looking for long-term contracts with the salary not matching the value of the player. Exactly Agreed. right. They D's just World, got out I, of that. Yeah, that's, and I think that's a big part of Julius Randle's situation. They're not looking to pick up $100 million on Julius Randle. Yeah. They're not. I, I, I think that's a non-starter. J-Rod says, Utah should keep Donovan for an all-star break and get two viable trades before the season. Yeah, I mean... At some point, you're going to have to do business on Boyan Bogdanovich and Mike Conley. That that much is is very clear. Uh, Agent Super Argo says Grimes could end up being one of the best shooters in the NBA. People, the word is teams want draft picks due to the deep talent available in upcoming drafts. Victor, yeah, I mean, look, VW is a huge name, no doubt about that. But again, you got to be number one overall to go and get him. So, are we really tearing down an entire organization to go and get him? Like I, I just don't think that's. I don't think that is. 
I don't think that's true. I, re I really don't. I don't. Uh, let's see. King Key 5 says, I agree, J-Rod. Uh, D's World of Hoops says the Knicks are capable of giving six to eight picks. They are. They are. And that's what I think has Danny Ainge's attention, if I'm being honest. Like, I, I know for a fact Danny Ainge isn't going gonna, isn't gonna to mess up a Donovan Mitchell trade. I agree. He's got a Bari set. He's sticking to it. But when you start adding up the Knicks picks, the Wolves picks, like that's leverage. That lets you go and make another deal. Yep, I agree. By the way, Josh Martin sends us two, two more dollars and said this trade will be a big L for Ryan Clark. And then he clarified that. By the way, um, with two more dollars and said typo meant Ryan Smith. So yeah. you were exactly yeah. right. Yeah. He meant Ryan Smith. Yeah, I mean, uh, I Smith. think, uh, like I said, I, I do think that, you know, again, with all due respect to Ryan Smith, because I think it's been pretty pretty solid so far, you know, whether you like the jerseys or not or whether you like the trades or not, they are moving. They're doing things. You know, this trade, this is a legacy-defining trade. You don't just trade guys like Donovan Mitchell when you're the Utah Jazz and and expect that no one's going to care about that. I mean, this is a big, big deal. Yep. Uh, Robert Stewart says, Pat Bev can't be traded until August 30th, according to ESPN. Correct. Yeah. Um, but And that's why I was saying everybody talking about flipping Patrick Beverly into this deal. His $13 million doesn't work. And he's a guy that's restricted be because of his situation. So I just, it doesn't make sense to include him in that. It doesn't. Uh, Roll with Ace says the Jazz are interested in Grimes. I would agree they're interested in Grimes. They should be. But he's not the centerpiece of a trade. He's a guy, I think he's making $2 million. He's a guy that makes a trade work, but he's not a guy that's a centerpiece of a deal. Uh, Joseph Chavez says, if you see Obi when he got minutes, you wouldn't be talking bad about Obi. I'm not talking bad about Obi, but he's a guy that doesn't, to me, again, he's no different than Grimes. He puts a trade over the top. He finishes a deal salary-wise. Who is the proven go-get-it guy in this deal if you're the Utah Jazz? R.J. Barrett's not a proven go-get-it guy. He can play. He can play. He can be on a good team, but he's not Donovan Mitchell, and that's what I struggle with here. That's, that's kind of where I have – that's my biggest hesitation point. Okay, I'm trading Donovan Mitchell – and I'm getting nothing guaranteed in return, essentially. I'm getting a ton of draft capital. I'm getting some some contributors at the NBA level, but not Donovan Mitchell-level contributor. And I think you have to remember that Donovan Mitchell is a guy that's that's an all-star. He's a guy that's a 20-point-a-night guy. He's a face of a franchise, I mean, bro. he's a guy that you can build a team around. Yeah. Does Danny Ainge believe that? I don't know. There were rumors last week he did not. I haven't heard that. But you, there are rumors that, that he is not. Clearly, um... You know, we we missed the boat a little bit here. And I asked my jazz guys yesterday, I said, hey, um, why the change? And the answer was the same as it's always been. We, you know, the, the, the change is that the New York Knicks are offering an incredible amount of equity in return for Donovan Mitchell. And if you can get six to eight draft picks and players, you're going to do that deal. And I, I, it is what it is, right? I mean... So, I don't know. I think you have to have R.J. Barrett to make this deal. But I'm not a general manager. There's a reason I do a talk show every day and not run a basketball team. My feeling is Emmanuel Click Quickly's a really nice player. He's Donovan's, one of Donovan's closest friends in the world. Does it make sense to trade Quickly for Donovan Mitchell if you're the Knicks? I don't know. It doesn't seem like it would. But... If I'm not getting Barrett and I'm not getting Quickly, are we even having conversations no. at this point? No. We're probably not. No. So what I need is I need quickly 
And, and really, if it's me, I need quickly and Barrett, Fast. and I need six draft picks. Yeah. And then we can make a deal. But Obi Toppin doesn't excite me. Yeah. Julius Randle doesn't excite me. Especially Julius. Evan Fournier doesn't excite me. You know, and again, Grimes is a nice player, but is he really a guy that you're like, that's my dude? Yep, that's the guy. No, he's not. And again, same thing with Toppin. They're not bad players. They're role players. They're 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 your seven or eight eighth guy. Like Obi Toppin's probably eight, nine, ten. Is Obi Toppin ever a starting five in the league or starting four? Because he's not really traditional. Not five. on a not on a championship caliber team. He's not. I, I I don't think I don't think. Uh, let's see. D's World of Hoops says you guys are on point with RJ. You doing this for the draft picks and flipping of the assets? Yeah, see, I would agree with that. But, but I don't love that concept. That's what I struggle with. That's what I think the conversation is. Not not that but you're Jake, wrong. Let's but Jake, let's be honest. They're going to be if they trade Donovan Mitchell for your mom. They're going to be bad. Yeah, and that's my thing. If you're going to be bad, damn this trade better just be like a gold mine. I mean, I agree with you completely. Like it better be at least six picks. And it better be RJ and Grimes. Like, I think that's, like, kind of the starting point. And then, you know, if you got to take, yeah. like, an Obi Toppin or, like, whatever else, you know, to get the deal done, that's fine. But I think the core of this trade, if you're the Utah Jazz, has to be, like, I, it has to be over-the-top value. And when I think back about, you know, the information we've been getting and, and the narrative coming out of the team and, and our sourcing, we have been told for a minute that they're not – the Utah Jazz are not – actively looking to trade Donovan. Like, they're not going around the league and calling a bunch of teams and seeing what deals are available. But what they have said is if we get a, a deal that, that is just so over the top that, that we would be stupid to turn it down, then we'll do that deal. So with that in mind, what is a deal that you would be stupid not to do as far as the Knicks are concerned? Well, yeah, probably like six to seven picks. RJ and Quentin. And, and, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. That's a preference thing from Danny. But I just I just don't want them to make a deal that ships out Donovan Mitchell and they don't get adequate value back, whatever that looks like. Because I don't want to have to sit here on the show in, at the trade deadline this coming year and be like, well, you traded Rudy, you traded Donovan, and now we're just sitting here not even being in the play-in tournament waiting for the draft. Yeah. I don't want to be there. No, I don't I don't think you do either. It's just one of those situations where, you know, you're you're going to have to you're going to have to take a couple of steps back to move forward. And and this is why I ask about Jazz fans, what's your appetite uh for losing right now? And New York Knicks fans are all too familiar with this. New York Knicks fans have a justifiable level of apathy towards the ball club in the organization because it's very rare that the Knicks make a trade and win that trade. It is very rare um, that you, you know, you sign a guy like Jalen Brunson and that turns into a championship. When's that ever happened? Like, I mean, it is, it, you can go back to the Van Gundy Knicks. You can go back to Patrick Ewing with a finger roll instead of a dunk. Like, you want to talk about a team and a, a fan base traumatized, the New York Knicks know all too well about this. But what I would say is that the Knicks, on, in this particular scenario, the Knicks, at least as far as success is concerned and measuring that success, are much closer to it for their franchise. Success for the Knicks is getting to the playoffs consistently right now. Success for the Utah Jazz is getting to the Western Conference Finals, which is two totally different conversations. Like, that's that's two totally different worlds. Getting into the play-in and getting bounced in the first round, that being your success, 
is different than, hey, Western Conference Finals is our minimum. Yeah, totally agree. Giggity says that Jazz fans wanting Don traded will regret it if it happens. Totally agree. Uh, James Knight, good morning to you. Don't tell me that Jazz could still have soft French guy on the roster, LOL. Well, and that's what Evan Fournier is. I yep. mean, that's the hard part. Him and Rudy are tight. Him that's and Rudy the hard are tight. Part. Yeah, they, they, well, Evan Fournier is one of the guys that was – um, you know, according to sources around the NBA, getting in Rudy Gobert's ear that he needs to get out of Utah. Um, well, how did that work out for you? We'll see. There's an awful lot of pressure on the Minnesota Timberwolves this morning yep. because they're going to pay Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert $100 million a year down the road. So Evan Fournier is a guy that's soft. I mean, he is a guy who is a wanting, willing, game-on-the-line shooter. Would I rather have him shooting than... Boyan Bogdanovich? Yeah, probably. But Evan Fournier, again, Evan Fournier's a nice little he's nuts on the on the on the Sunday. Yeah. You know, he's like he's not the ice cream. He's not the syrup. He's not the, he's the finisher. He's not the whipped cream. He ain't the cherry. He the nuts. I don't know why I said it like that. Okay. I just felt like that. And Garcy, um, you have a typo there. There's a D on Donovan, um, just so you know. Uh, D's World of Hoops says it's simple. It's a simple science. Yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out. Roll with Ace says Rome wasn't built overnight. Agreed. Totally agree. But who built Rome, and do you trust in who's building Rome? Yeah. I don't know. Do you trust Danny Ainge? Snipes Entertainment, good morning to you. Let's all remember the Knicks could have had Spida, and they chose Frank Nilakina. Mm. Now they're playing, uh, paying the idiot tax. Well, their truer words you have never been wrong, spoken. Sir. Not wrong. Truer words have never been spoken. Uh, New York Jazz fan says, is Danny going to stick around to really bring this around if we blow this up? He's getting old. To build the Celtics, he had over 20 picks. Yeah. That's a big question. I think that's a really good point. Danny Ainge is not... He's not a 45-year-old executive. Danny Ainge is up there in age. That's why I said I, I, I have a hard time believing that you're not going to have an all-star caliber player in the all-star game. Like, I have a hard time believing that. I have a real hard time believing that. So, we'll see. By the way, the trade deadline is before the all-star break this year. Keep that in mind. That's, uh, that's, a, big, that's a big one. And Garcia says the purple one should have been updated. The uniform? Well, they were behind the curve on the uniforms. I don't think there's any doubt about that. You're right. CB says, love your show, but I feel like you guys are backtracking pretty badly from yesterday's show. I don't think we're backtracking at all. Yeah, what are we backtracking um, on? I, I don't think this represents a change. And we I spent a lot of my day yesterday trying to get an answer to that question. Yeah. What changed with the Utah Jazz? And... You know, my guy at the Jazz straight up told me, nothing changed. This is an incredible, there's potential to get an incredible offer. And if 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 where we are, if we get an incredible offer for Donovan Mitchell, we have to listen. We have to make the, you know, we have to make the 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 effort. They have to do their due diligence. I don't think that that's very different from a narrative that's been around this team for a month. I mean, I think if you get an over-the-top offer for Don, how do you not listen to that? If you're getting six first-round picks for Donovan Mitchell, are you not going to listen? You're not going to listen to that. If 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 it's R.J. Barrett and six first-round picks, you're not having the conversation? Come on now. I think you're absolutely having and I, the conversation. And what I'll also say is I think a lot of people 
want to characterize the show is we said they'd never trade Donovan Mitchell. And we never said they'd never trade Donovan Mitchell. What our stance has been is that we feel that they'll that they will build around Donovan Mitchell. Now, that being said, again, if someone calls with some ridiculous offer, you have to listen. And that's what I think people don't want to hear from us. They, people want to just say, oh, well, you guys said they'd never trade Don and he'd never go to the Knicks and it would never happen. Yeah, we've never said we've that. We've never said that. What we've been saying since December is the Jazz were going to build around Donovan Mitchell and they were going to trade Rudy Gobert because you cannot win when you have an offensive uh, hole in your lineup at the five position. You cannot have Rudy Gobert make it 23% of your salary cap and expect to win a championship. They traded him. I think on Donovan Mitchell, I think, you know, and whether the Jazz ever admitted or not, I don't know. Maybe there was an issue relationally between the Jazz and Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell has been almost silent the entire summer so far. Mm-hmm. I, I, my, my feeling is, is that Donovan Mitchell was going back to work putting a lot of pride and effort into his his body and his game. And he has a point to prove this year. You want to give me six first-round picks and a couple of players for him? Let's talk about it. I don't, I don't know what other way I can state that. So if you're telling me we flip-flopped on that, I, I would ask you how have we flip-flopped on that? Yeah. How have we changed our opinion on that? Yesterday on the show, I don't think what Adrian Wojnarowski reported two days ago is anything new. I just don't. I think that what Justin Zanuck told the media last week, hey, we're not intending to trade Donovan Mitchell, but nobody's untouchable. Which is to say, if you come to me with six first-round picks and R.J. Barrett, I'm going to have the conversation with you. Yeah. Right? Pretty straightforward. If R.J. Barrett's not in the deal, I wouldn't make that trade. But I'm not Danny Ainge. So if Danny Ainge gets a package of players and six picks that he likes, my guess is he makes the deal. I would guess. I don't know. But the one thing that I am convinced of is that Danny Ainge is not dumb. Danny Ainge is not a bad executive. Danny Ainge is an elite executive, in my opinion. And Danny Ainge doesn't very often lose trades. Has he lost trades in the past? He has. But he wins a hell of a lot more than he's lost. And when you look at what he got for Rudy Gobert, I will just again say Danny Ainge broke the NBA trade wheel when he traded Rudy Gobert. Yes. So my feeling is that if Danny Ainge is going to trade Donovan Mitchell, there's going to be an ass swooping that's going to happen, whether it's the Knicks or somebody else. If you're giving me six first-round picks, how am I not talking to you? Yeah. So I don't know if we flipped. I don't. Ice Panda says your sources suck. Can't wait four more days when you guys change your tune again about RJ being traded. Well, all I can say is the New York Knicks, according to the people I talked to last night, said they're not trading R.J. Barrett. Danny Ainge is, I, I believe, from what people at the Jazz are telling me, Danny Ainge isn't doing this deal without R.J. Barrett. Now, does that mean they throw in two more draft picks, a couple of more pick swaps to compensate for not getting R.J. Barrett? Maybe. Is that what Danny's ultimately after? Could be. I don't know. I haven't talked to Danny Ainge. And I'll still maintain, you can come in here and say our sources suck or that we don't know what we're talking about, but the track record speaks for itself. Yeah, I, it, we'll see. It, it the proof is in the pudding. I, I I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and talk about my sources all day long. Nobody want nobody cares. Nobody cares. All I can tell you is, I believe that Danny Ainge is talking to the Knicks, and I think he is he is going to get a minimum of six picks from the Knicks. Is my opinion. 
That's my opinion. I was told yesterday they offered five. I don't think five and Obi Toppin is getting the job done. I don't. So we'll see. Uh, D's World of Hoops says, guys got to pay attention. Uh, Snipes Entertainment says, uh, at New York Jazz fan, his players are not enough to get quality picks. Donovan Mitchell has an, is enough quality to get picks. There, there is no doubt about that. Good morning, Mr. E. He says, I collect Jazz jerseys since the 90s. I refuse to buy those craps. Damn. <laughs> yeah, and you're a longtime Jazz fan, Mr. E. So, yeah, I, I, I do. I value your opinion. Uh, J-Rod says, you can't have Sexton and Mitchell in the backcourt. Too small. Yeah. I mean, Colin Sexton is interesting. I don't think the Jazz are interested in Colin Sexton. I, or, or seriously, there was a sign-in trade rumor with him. Um, and again, this goes back to Patrick Beverly. People were saying, well, the Jazz would have to buy out Patrick Beverly. Why would you buy him out? Wouldn't you just trade him? When He's got value. Wouldn't yeah. you hang on to him and flip him? Yeah. I think you would. I absolutely think you would. Uh, Asgill uh, says, I'm out on Butler. He ain't it. We'll see. Uh, Joseph Chavez says, Nick's already said they are not putting R.J. Barrett in any trade talks. Well, there you go. I don't know where, where that's coming from, or I don't know, are you saying that Leon Rose said that on the record? I, I don't know where that comes from. Mike Maple says, if there's no R.J. Barrett, there, this is a non-starter. You don't trade the franchise guy without big in return. I, see, and that I agree with Agreed. 100%. Yeah, 100%, I just man. I don't know how you, you have to value Donovan Mitchell. You have to. Uh, Ice Panda says, exactly, no trade without R.J. and the Knicks can keep losing. Well, there you go. Um We'll see what happens there. Asgill also says Butler was a low-risk move, though, honestly. Yeah, what did, what did they pluck him at 41, yeah, I think? I mean, round. And it was a great deal to get into the first round. It really was. Um, we'll see. Uh, let's see. J-Rod says other viable trades Jazz might do before the start of the season. Your opinion? Um, I don't think there's any doubt. And by the way, thank you for the $5 tip, J-Rod. Appreciate it. I don't think there's any doubt they're moving Mike Conley and, and Boyan Bogdanovich. Um, you know, before yesterday at 7 o'clock, I'd have told you, based on what I was hearing around the NBA, I would have told you that the Jazz would have far more likely been involved in a three-teamer with Brooklyn. Um, I think it is, it is not at all a coincidence that the Utah Jazz are being rumored in a deal for Ben Simmons, and all of a sudden Ben Simmons rolls up with his fiance in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. And he's talking about how he feels great and how he's ready to play, and he can't wait to get back on the floor, right. and he can't wait to contribute. I don't think that's an accident. We call that marketing, folks. And I think that Ben Simmons is out on a, on a marketing tour. He did one, a one-on-one -on -one interview. Like Ben Simmons is, is trying to rehab his image. And I think he needs to do that because, frankly, most NBA general managers, from what I understand, view Ben Simmons as damaged goods. And how can you not? Yeah. And so if you're the Brooklyn Nets and you are totally tearing it down when you trade Ben Simmons. Now, for me, I will go ahead and tell you again, if I'm the Utah Jazz, I'm not interested in a Donovan Mitchell out, Ben Simmons in scenario. I don't care if it's 100 picks. That deal crushes your team because of what's owed to Ben Simmons. He has an enormous amount of money left on his contract. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to put yourself back in a max contract situation where you have very little movement. I mean, this is a team that, by the way, just got financial flexibility. Yeah. So you're looking to unwind that watch? I don't think so. And one other thing, by the way, um, that I think is really interesting as we talk Utah Jazz basketball here on the show, do you buy into this idea that the Jazz are in financial trouble? I was listening to 
a, a national pundit yesterday, and I'm not going to call him out by name or anything, but I was listening to a national NBA analyst yesterday who said that the Jazz are unloading these deals because Ryan Smith is in financial trouble. And that just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Mm -hmm. This is a guy who just bought a minority share at RSL. This is a guy who spent billions on the Jazz. This is a guy who's made billions with Qualtrics. This is not a dumb dude. Yeah. Are you telling me that Ryan Smith is in financial trouble so he's lowering his salaries? That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. This guy also went on to bring up the jerseys and said, well, you know, their jersey rollout has not sold well. Right. Maybe that's true. But your your franchise isn't hinged on jersey sales. I mean, come on. Well, but I think it points to a larger overall financial picture in one that says, well, hey, we're not moving merch right now. And people hate the Jazz logo, the new Note logo. Right. That's one of the most hated things. So maybe... Maybe that's part of this. I don't know. I don't. I. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I. I, I don't not, buy that. I'm not. I don't buy that. I am not into that. Yeah. I, I don't buy I, that. I really am not buying that. But again, that's just my opinion. Um. We'll see. Josh Martin with a five dollar tip says Angel will use the Knicks trade offer as a base for other teams' trade offers. Could yeah. Be. One can only hope, bro. One can only hope. I mean, I. Again, I just find myself being like, man, like we're gonna trade a Donovan Mitchell level player to try to make other deals. That just doesn't, I, I, that just isn't, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, yeah, and and again, as you always say, that's why we're on the show, not running a basketball team, but I just am, it just to me, logically speaking, doesn't make a lot of sense to, to trade Donovan Mitchell no. for, because you want to get a ton of draft assets and like rebuild the team. I just don't love that concept. I think Don is, Don in particular, because of his age and his skill set and where he's going, you can see what he's going to be. Yep, and Garcia says, I, I'm not understanding why we're questioning if it's a rebuild or not. Um, and if you, it, and Garcia, I'm not going to continue to show your your comments if you continue to to like misspell words intentionally. Like we're adults, we actually like spell people's names. Yeah. Right? So I'm not going to keep showing your comments. Tanner says, but at least the Knicks have an NBA championship. The Jazz don't. What from like 1937? Yeah, I, respectfully, who Come cares? On. But yes, that was back in the 70s when they won that title. But if the Jazz won a title in the 70s, but they didn't. Like, I don't Listen, think the championship thing matters at all. You're trying to win a championship. You're not trying to go back and win a championship. So this trade with Donovan has to be done well. And that's why I've I've always maintained, I don't think that you can make a deal with the Heat one-on-one. -on -one. That makes no sense. Like all these people saying, well, Tyler Hero, the Jazz are not interested in a, in a package of players that is centered on Tyler Hero yeah. for Donovan Mitchell. They're, they're simply not doing that deal. I think when you look at this Knicks deal, the win is the draft picks. The cherry on top is R.J. Barrett. That it, If I'm Danny Ainge, that's where I'm at. And again, I know that everybody says, well, Shams is the one who broke the trade. All right, cool. I don't care. What my guys told me last night was the Jazz want R.J. Barrett and they want six picks. And the Knicks were not offering that. The Knicks were offering a quickly Julius Randle five uh, picks, including swaps, and that's not going to get that deal done. And that supports what we've been saying, respectfully. Yeah. Not, not. I'm, I'm really not trying to do the oh, we're right or whatever thing. I, I just think you know we're getting comments about well, you flip flopped on this or backtracked. We haven't flip flopped or backtracked. I mean, we've been really consistent that 
that the plan is to build around Donovan Mitchell, but if they were to get some ridiculous trade offer, again, define ridiculous, okay, well, in this case, that's six picks and the players we've discussed here, yeah. then I think they're interested. Spencer Morgan says, yep, you're backtracking. What would you guys have to see to acknowledge this is a rebuild and admit you missed, admit you missed on the retool versus rebuild question? I don't know that the rebuild versus retool question's been answered. If you trade Donovan Mitchell, you're rebuilding. I don't think there's any doubt. And if they trade Donovan Mitchell and they don't get much in return, yes, I will sit here and I will say that we were, we were 100% wrong and that our sources at the Jazz misled us. And if they trade Donovan Mitchell for six picks and a package of players that includes R.J. Barrett or quickly, and like if the trade they make is a landslide in Danny's favor, I'm not going to say we got it wrong because we didn't get it wrong. I've sat here for six months and told you, the Jazz have said to me directly, hey, we're building around Donovan Mitchell. We are going to trade Rudy Gobert. They traded Rudy Gobert. So after the Rudy Gobert trade, I was straight up told, we have no plans to trade Donovan Mitchell. Don has not asked for a trade. He has not demanded a trade. Not before, not after. I asked straight up yesterday, has Donovan Mitchell demanded a trade? No. Uh, and the answer I got was no, stop it. That hasn't happened. Like, I'm not going to backtrack on something that we didn't say. Yeah. So if you trade Donovan Mitchell and it's a mediocre deal and it looks like a salary dump, I was completely wrong. If that happens, I was completely wrong. I am not backtracking if they trade Donovan Mitchell for six first-round picks. And R.J. Like, Barrett and quickly. Why would I do that? that? Like, that's not. And let's say R.J. Barrett's not in the trade. If you get first six first-round picks... Quickly, Grimes, if you get young talent, six first-round picks, like how is that? How do you say no to that? I want R.J. Barrett in this deal if I'm Danny Ainge. There's no doubt about that. But six first-round picks? Are you kidding me? That like that is That alone starts the conversation. Yeah. That gets you from, uh, you know, hey, I'm going to send this to voicemail to, hey, I'm going to text Danny Ainge and say we're willing to include six first-round picks. Let me call him. He's answering your call, right? I mean, like... So how exactly are we backtracking? Yeah, I, I just... And look, Tan, or Spencer, I, you've been here for three days asking me to say we were wrong. We're not wrong. We haven't been wrong yet. So when that happens, I, am, I, 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 I will have no problem sitting up here and saying, hey, we were wrong. They traded Donovan Mitchell for Obi Toppin and a first-round pick, yeah, we were wrong. And they're, by, they're the way, tanking. by the way, will that make you feel better once that trade happens? Will you feel better now that the Jazz don't have Donovan Mitchell? Is that is that <laughs> what you want? Which is the best part. Like, we have, like literally... Which and I, is the best part. I, I want to put this narrative to bed before it starts growing and, and being some ridiculous thing. We have no issue saying that we were wrong. None. I have no problem being wrong. The fact is, you do this business long enough, which we've been doing it for seven years at this point, when you've been doing it as long as we've been doing it, yeah, you're going to get some things wrong over the course of your time. I don't and have an issue with being wrong, man. Seven years. I've worked in sports radio and media for 30 years. Yeah. And I can tell you firsthand, I have covered teams daily from the Lakers to the St. Louis Cardinals. This is, this is not about how many times you're wrong. It's not about how many times you're right. Is your information good or is it bad? And there is, it, it's unquestionable to me that the Jazz would like... In a perfect world, they would keep Donovan Mitchell. He'd go to the All-Star game, and they'd win a championship this coming season. That's the perfect world. Is yeah. that going to happen? Probably not. 
Probably not. That's probably not going to happen. So uh, Jose Crown says, I talk from a winning franchise standpoint. Um, Caleb says, chestnut checkers. I would agree with that. Um, Giggity says, I know where Ryan Smith can save 10% if needed. Okay. Tell me where it's 10% is. D Jones says you're trading Mitchell because you want a chance to tank for Victor. I don't think so. You're not getting the, the, the number one pick. You're not. I, I mean, Danny Ainge is not a guy that sits at the bottom of the draft for a rookie. He's never been that guy for a European rookie at that. Yeah. He is a guy who's built his championship around veterans. Then he traded them, got draft picks, and promptly left. Which, by the way, is what every NBA team who wins championships does. I mean, 9 out of 10 teams are going to build their team through trades. That's what that's what it is now. Lewis Selder says, sounds like 45, doesn't want to be here anymore. I don't know if that's true or not. My guess is that Donovan would like to be traded. I mean, I, I think when you handle yourself the way he's handled himself – he had multiple opportunities to say, no, I want to be in Salt Lake City. I, I love playing for the Jazz. He didn't say that. He's had no presence at all this offseason other than cheering for the Mets. Yep. And I can tell you we have asked repeatedly um, about his uh, – uh, to talk to him. He has declined every request we've put in. And, and everybody notice else he is. hasn't done any – yeah, and, he, and everybody else's too. And that, and that may speak louder than anything. You know, it, it, it's just – it's just one of those things, man. I, I, this is the business of, of the NBA. Uh, Jake R. sends us a $5 tip. Appreciate that. He says, chat, they have been consistent with their sources. You wouldn't know. Uh, you would know if you listen daily. You're all just biting on confirmation bias to bag on the show. Like, it's not even a bag on the show thing. I honestly don't yeah, care if I people say. Yeah, I could care less, dude. If people say, oh, you guys. I, the sourcing thing or, oh, hey, I've got sources. What is that worth? What is it getting me? It just, oh, there's no win in that. There's no win in that. You know why we do this? Because we have a, a pretty good following. We're not a big show. We're just, as as Spence Checkett says, we're the hacks on YouTube. Cool. That is who we are. I'm happy to be the hack on YouTube. Happy to do it. Happy to do it. Building a little thing here. Hey, cool. Let's have fun. That's why we do this show. Mm -hmm. The Frankly, the ego thing doesn't, doesn't play a role for me. It really doesn't. Spencer Morgan says, first six-round picks would indicate rebuild versus... Re Guy... Spencer... You, okay, how about this? Spencer, here. I'll look right in the camera. Man, Spencer, wow. Fuck can me. We get, can we get the clapping sound? Yeah, I think congratulations, we have, bro. We have the clapping sound, Congratulations, like... My there God. it is. My God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Spencer Morgan, congratulations. Yes. Holy cow. I don't know how we've done this show for seven years or how I had my career before that. Yeah. Wow, Spence, you're the man, dude. Holy cow. <laughs> I just, everybody, I mean, it's celebrate. Yeah, in the comments, can we get, can we get some the love best for Spencer comments, Morgan? Dude. He's 100% right all the time about everything. Yes. Wow, holy cow. Yes, sir. Man. <laughs> Someday, and you know, Spencer, maybe we can have lunch or something and you can mentor me on on your skills and your abilities and how we can grow and develop the show in your, in your model so that we can be right all the time. Shout the Mobamba. All right, good job, man. Do What's the next comment? Do you feel better? Yeah, what's the next comment? Just curious. What do we got? CB says, I don't think we are questioning you. Uh, you are questioning your jazz sources, and you have to backtrack from what the jazz sources have told you. That's the credibility issue. I'm not backtracking from what they've told me. Yeah. 
I'm not. If you don't understand why we don't need to backtrack, then I, I don't know if you're just not listening. Like, there's not, there's not, it's not that we don't want to backtrack. We don't need to backtrack. Yeah, I, I'm not going <laughs> to. Why would I? It, it, yeah, anyway. Why are we talking about this? Uh, Steve Peterson says, the sh- uh, turn the show over to Spencer. He earned it. All right, see you later. All right. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, David Humes says, uh, Spencer, how are you so clueless? Spencer's not clueless. Spencer not is clueless. Spencer is no. I mean, let's not hate on Spencer. No. But, but I think what's funny is that is that there's and this is the point I feel like I've been making for a week because of this Donovan stuff. There is such a thirst in the Utah Jazz fan base to say your sources suck. You're wrong. You need to backtrack. I see it all the time. Whether we're talking. Andy Larson, Tony Jones, Sarah Todd, our show, Spence Checkett, the guy who calls us a hack constantly. The hacks on No YouTube. matter who you are. It, <laughs> it literally doesn't matter. Yeah. It's going to happen. And that's why I say, cool. I mean, if that's what floats your boat, if you want to come in and do that, more power to you, bro. But you this, know the- is, this isn't personal. Yeah. That's the, like, that's the thing. Uh, what, it, what cracks me up is people are like, oh, I told you so. I was right. I report. Who cares? Nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody cares. There's no, nobody's keeping receipts. Like last night, the the best part was like two hours. If we're keeping receipts, let's say like I beat most of the media on this by two hours last night. Right. And frankly, we had it at three o'clock in the afternoon. We were just trying to get double confirmation on it. We were trying to verify it. So my guess is we had it by a couple of hours. I tweeted it, I think at like seven o'clock. Yeah. And at 9.30, where Mrs. Monty and I are laying in bed replanting the seeds in the garden from the right, storm. Right, right, And stuff. And um, <laughs> Shams tweeted that. And it was like, I put I put bullseyes on it. And people are like, what are you talking about? Shams broke the story. Okay, cool. cool Pay man. the guy. Pay the guy. I, 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 yeah, it is what it is. Uh, let's see. Rugs 89 New York says Mitchell greater than Grimes. I would agree with Agreed. that. Agreed. Uh, Christopher Shorter says, so would you say the Heat have a better chance of landing Donovan, assuming they are willing to give up Tyler? And, no, I don't nah, think dude. The, I think the Heat have zero chance the, of the landing. Heat's, dude, the Heat's only path to Donovan Mitchell is a multi-team deal because they don't have assets. That's Tyler Hero is not a guy that the Jazz would, would take in return as the focal point of a deal. Yeah. They're not. By the way, Kyle Lowry looks in amazing shape. Did anybody see his video yesterday? Well, would you be in amazing Ooh. shape if Pat Riley said you were fat, essentially? Yeah. Well, I, he, like, come on, dude. He's not fat anymore. Fat? He is not fat anymore. Daniel Fowler says, it's wild that people watch the show just to hate on y'all. It's call a talk show. People are right and wrong. Yeah, I mean, it and, and that's the thing. Like that, it happens. So that's the thing that I think separates good shows from great shows. The, the conversation isn't being right or wrong. The conversation is what's best for the team, what's best for the future. And that's that's where I have, like, issues, if you want to call them that. Like, trading Donovan is not a good thing. Like, the only scenario where trading Donovan is good is if you get a trade that is so good, you would literally look stupid for turning no. it down. Like, that's the only scenario where you, where you have to trade him. Yeah. By the way, James Knight sends us a two ninety nine tip. Thank you, James. Thank you, James. Appreciate I don't know that you. that covers a bottle of Forex Gold, though, bro. Anyway, uh, <laughs> can we ban Spencer Morgan? No, we don't ban Spencer. Oh, no, we don't Morgan. ban people. Spencer's our guy. Yeah, he, dude. He, 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 we're playing the game, bro. We're yeah. playing the game. And by the way, you know, everybody's saying we're not reading your comments. We have, I mean, honest to God, we uh, I think we have over 4,000 comments in here today. Like, it's a lot. I can't read every single one. On a daily basis, if you read this show, 
if you're on the show, we re- try to read every comment, whether you're pro show, anti show. The whatever. best way to get your comment right is to send a tip because it highlights it. Even, <laughs> exactly no, but, right. But, no, but seriously, but seriously, even if that tip is five cents, I, I'm not saying to tip because of the money. I'm saying if you want it read that bad, just send a tip, even if it's a tiny tip, that will get it read. Yeah, Giggity says some people in these comments need to pound some box desperately. Dude, seriously. Desperately. What's up, motherfuckers? Yeah, Jeremy Bolton says hi. Hi, Jeremy. Jeremy, are you 871st into the show today? <laughs> uh, Giggity says, uh, most times when a star is traded, the team trading the star loses the deal in the long run. I would agree with that. Well, I would agree with that. Uh, Shammy White says, what's the news? Well, if you're just tuning into the show, the news is that the Jazz and Knicks are talking about a trade centered around uh, Donovan Mitchell uh, to the Knicks. And in return, they would get a package of players along with what we're being told is six to eight draft picks. So we'll see how that eight goes. draft picks, eight. dude. Six to eight would like, be amazing. Jesus. Samuel Johnston, a $5 tip. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Says, honestly, as a Jazz fan, I'm feeling nervous about how this Donovan situation goes. I trust Ainge, but I'm nervous right now. 100% honest. You should, you should be. be. You, you should, should be, be, dude. You yep. should be because this is this trade, you know, whether you whether you believe they're getting all these picks in RJ Barrett or what you know, whatever ends up happening, if they trade Donovan Mitchell, that forever changes the course of the franchise. And there's no guarantee again, there's no guaranteeing that those six to eight draft picks are gonna turn into something. That's the problem. Yeah. Spencer Morgan comments again. Spencer. You are brave. Hello, Spencer. He says, LOL, you guys are hilarious. I never said I was right about the rebuild. I was unsure about it. If you uh, were to look back at my comments from prior shows, I think that was clear. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Spencer, I, re- I-, I honestly am glad you're here, man. Like, I, 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 we're ball breaking at this point. I mean, I just, I, I have no problem with you asking. You said it was a retool, not a rebuild. You son of Damn a bitch. It. Anyway. <laughs> Cheese and rice. Stupid questions. Yeah. You need that drop. Just go back and look at, do a YouTube search after the show, of course, uh, for Brett Myers meltdown. It is one of the greatest meltdowns ever. Uh, Gabe Ledley, almost 400 rolled up to the live and some people crying about not reading comments. Y'all some weirdos. Just saying, by the way. By the way, Gabe Ledley won the PS5 last week. Hey, by the way, too, for the Spencer Morgans of the world and everyone else listening, you know, big things are coming on the show. You know, like, I would encourage you to keep watching the show. I forgot, man, we haven't even talked about that. Yeah. Next Monday, coming up on Monday, we are going to announce a major promotion on this show. Yes. Um, And I'm not talking video game consoles. It's something bigger. Worth thousands of dollars in value. I am stoked for Monday morning. Monday morning is going to be epic. It is going to be epic. October 7th and 8th will be epic for a listener on this show. Uh, A couple more, then we got to get to the Big 12 real quick. Uh, James Knight says, I hear the Knicks are willing to pull Patrick Ewing's jersey down and throw that in with Mitchell. Really? Well. Man, who doesn't need a good missed finger roll? (laughs) Oh, sorry, Knicks fans. My bad. My bad. Caleb says, Kyle Lowry definitely got right this year. He got comfortable, but playing with teammates like Kawhi Leonard, can you blame him? No. Still the greatest shot, I think, in Game 7 history. Yep. Kawhi Leonard. Yep. Giggity says, whoa, whoa, I don't watch this show to see big things coming. Well. Is that a, is that a Zach Wilson reference? Is, <laughs> is that what that is? Uh, Gabe Ledley says, I wish you guys would just tell everyone about October 7th and 8th already. 
<laughs> Gabe's Gabe's got the launch codes. Apparently, he's under. He understands what it is. If you know, you know. I mean, listen. Uh, you listen. You should guess. Feel if you free want to guess speculate. What we're doing, feel please. free to speculate, please. I mean, please. I, I would love to see some speculation on this. Uh, Teddy Wayman says October eighth is my birthday. Just saying. Teddy. Wow. Teddy. I didn't know that. It could be a happy birthday for you. Spent in a different city. Uh, Rec One says, "Gee, I'm going to have to make that TikTok and Twitter account after all." <laughs> We may have an easier way for you to do that. Uh, Strange Cloud says, Tanner Plummer, you got hosed on the show yesterday, LOL. I was, admittedly, I was a little salty yesterday. What? Yeah. Uh, Mark Barrington says, Ainge traded pieces and retooled around Paul Pierce and won a championship. Think he can do the same with Mitchell. Now he has picks mm. back to use for Conley and Bogey, et cetera. I do think he can do the same. Yeah. I just think it's a matter of, of is the offer too good not to make a Donovan Mitchell deal? Listen, let me ask you this b before we move on because we do need to move on. But a question that I think will stick throughout, even if the deal gets done, is Danny Ainge trading Donovan Mitchell, does that mean that Danny didn't believe in Don? Or does that mean that the offer was just too good not to do it? Both. I think both. I think there's real credence. I think there is real credence to that. I think there is. Uh, Alex Chacon says, Lisa Ann likes Zach Wilson's most recent Insta post. Do I know Lisa Ann? I don't know who that is. I'm sorry. Uh, and Garcia says, Mitchell ain't no Paul LMAO. True. October 7th, Fat Jesus says, trading Jake for seven listeners. Well, damn. That's a lot. Jeremy Bolton says, my speculation is that the new setup will be in a jack-in-the-box, everyone wearing a Bulls number six jersey, <laughs> and Grocock making a grand re-entry. Is grand re-entry a euphemism, or, or what were you trying to do there, bro? Grocock is a, is a term that you're going to need once you hear what the promotion Absolute is. Absolute legend. Yeah, Corey Grocock. That, that's not the Grococking I was talking about. <laughs> Just so you can go to Pound Town. I, mean, I could be wrong. Real quick. Real quick, wow. because uh, Mrs. Monty's on deck, and we need to talk about this. Yeah. Please give us a thumbs up right now. Please hit it on YouTube. It really helps the show grow. Big 12 Media Day. What did we learn? We learned that Oklahoma State head coach Mike Gundy is a G. I don't think there's any question as this moves forward that um, the Big 12 Conference is in um, tremendous position. And I said this um, after we acquired the four teams that came in, and... I don't need to go through the detail of each one of them, but if you look at the geographical television opportunities that they bring to the table, uh, the number of viewers based on their location, the success they've had in football. Football. Uh, they give us different time zones. They give us success um, and viewership, and, and ultimately that's what it comes down to. Absolutely 100% agree with that. Mike Gundy, I love the guy. First of all, he's got, speaking of growing cocks, he's got a huge mullet, which is, a, that's probably, see, it's a family show. Anyway, um, right, He's got right. an amazing mullet. And I think what he said yesterday about Oklahoma, like the bite about how, like the, the Bedlam rivalry between Oklahoma State and Oklahoma is going away by somebody else's decision. The future in Bedlam is uh, is a year or two left. I mean, that's the future of Bedlam um, <clears throat> based on somebody else's decision. Uh-oh. <laughs> bro. That was hard hitting, bro. That was him calling them out like blatantly. Based on somebody else's decision. Dude. He's amazing. Dude. The guy is, the guy is amazing. And I would simply say... 
If you're a fan of uh, a Big 12 team, do we have any Big 12 teams in this part of the No, this is Pac-12 country. My bad. Based on somebody else's decision. <laughs> Sorry, I'm being a jerk now. <laughs> I'm in full Spencer Morgan mode. Anyway. Right. Oh! <laughs> Based on somebody else's decision. <laughs> Savage. I know this is Pac-12 country, but I think BYU is ideally situated to thrive here. I, I look at what's going on um, with, with Mike Gundy and... Oklahoma, mm -hmm. it's not at all dissimilar to what what Utah did with with BYU, mm -hmm. and now, in my opinion, Utah is in a position where they need BYU and they need the Big Twelve because Utah doesn't have the national brand; they have a regional brand. Mm -hmm. And if you add Utah to the Big Twelve, they absolutely help you regionally. They'll put you on TV. They'll play for a conference championship. They'll play for a major bull berth every single year. Kyle Whittingham is a god. Stud. But make no mistake about it. I think BYU is in a superior position to where Utah is right now. And I think that Mike Gundy talking about Oklahoma yesterday, now they're too humble in Provo, and Kalani will never say too bad words about Utah. I'd be saying the same thing. Based on somebody else's decision... And I'd be saying, hey, look, Utah, you tried to exile us, and now like there's all these rumors about BYU going to the Pac-12. Hell mm -hmm. no. That's not happening. The Pac-12 is dead. And the sooner, sooner that people realize that the Pac-12 is a dying breed, yes. the better Utah is going to be. Yes, Because if I'm the Utah Utes, the minute that I get a, 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 an invite from the Big 12, where do I sign? We're getting somewhere. Because if the Big 12 really is close to adding six teams, including the Arizona schools, including Oregon, and including Colorado, or including Utah, the minute that that happens, whoever didn't say yes is on the outside looking in. And if the Big 12 doesn't hand you a rose, and if you don't bow down and kiss the ring to the Big 12, you're on the outside looking in. I'm screwed. Because how many teams that will be left in the Pac-12 actually have an opportunity or a, a path or a gateway to get to the Big Ten or the SEC? Yeah, we're talking about the Pac-5 now, right? And I will just tell you, point blank, as Mrs. Monty points me at the sneakers app. You guys for are addicts, reason. bro. You guys are um, absolute addicts. My point is, my point is real quick, I think that BYU is in a superior position. They're not going to the Pac-12. I think Utah needs the Big 12, and the sooner that that happens, Jake, I think it, it's better for, for Utah. Yeah, and I think the Big 12 is it just has the momentum, and I think that, as usual, unfortunately, and I'm not a BYU or Utah fan. I have no dog in this fight. Didn't grow up in Utah, but just looking at it from an unbiased perspective, I don't think there's any way to to, to, to get around the fact that BYU is in the power position. I mean, it's just, it just it, that's how it's worked out. Utah fans going to tell you, well, hey, we just went to we just went to a bowl game and we just had this awesome season and we came, overcame so much adversity. That might be true in your perspective. Yes. And in my perspective, it's true. Nationally speaking, Big 12 speaking, BYU has the upper hand. They've got ESPN. They've got NIL, which somehow Utah doesn't have any NIL going. And by the way, BYU is already there. So what are we even talking about? The ESPN portion of this cannot be overstated. Yeah. The, the what Mike Gundy said yesterday about hey the teams we're adding that have TV deal that have fan bases look how many times Mike Gundy yesterday talked about the importance of fan bases and reach there's no school in this country 
that has the global reach that BYU has. Yeah. Adding BYU was a no-brainer because BYU is going to bring Big 12, you know, TV games. It's it's going to bring eyes to those Big 12 Dude, TV games. the Big games. 12 wants, through this change and through realignment, wants to be in a position to compete with the SEC week in and week out and every and single And they want to make Big 10 money. Yeah. Now, does the Big 12 ever get to a place where they're making $100 million? My guess is they will, but will it be soon? No. Will will you got to win to do that? You got to win to do you that. You do, but will Oklahoma in in Texas be the talk of the town anytime soon in the SEC? No, they won't. Based on somebody else's decision. No, they won't. And and this goes back to what we talk about with the Jazz all the time: water your own grass. Yes. Make your situation better, because that's the only way to to awesomeness. Okay. Okay. There Good you go. Talk. Okay. Now I feel better. Okay. I cannot wait. By the way, for next week to get into the NFL. Training camps open next Let's week. Go. But this morning, hello, Mrs. Monte. There she is. There she is. Miss America. I need to zoom in because you're looking robust in the the um wait, did you just call her fat? No, she's got a huge rack. Wait, hang oh, on. Wait, Andy's I gotta turn not. your mic on. No, I did but not. I was oh my god. What? Women are only as good as their rack. What wow. Do you want from me? That's a joke. I'm kidding. That, that Spencer, was relax. 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 Spencer Morgan, Spencer. relax. Jesus. We're not backtracking again, okay? <laughs> I, I freely admit if there's hell, I'm going to it. <laughs> <laughs> I freely I freely Casting Kalen says, you got a huge rack. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. <laughs> you know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It, All right. It, good. It, good. You know, good. he also says uh, LMAO, Monty. Sorry, I'm. I'm. I, look, I freely admit that I'm a child. Um, Where's Greg Hawkins? Greg Hawkins says uh, he sends us a five dollar tip. Appreciate that. He says if you look past the trash talking Twitter fans, most people from both sides on Utah and BYU are down with Utah going to the Big Twelve. Yes. Well, how are you not down? How are you not? Like, how are you putting not? the rivalry game back in play every single year and having the conference implications? Can you imagine BYU and Utah playing for a Big Twelve championship? Dude, I'm here for that. I am here. For that. Yes. Let's go. Yes. I am here for that. Okay. Anyway. Okay. All right. Appreciate all of you. Um, we are way late this morning, so we need to uh, quickly get to the uh, non-sports stories of the day. And I think we skip real estate today because it is National Mac and Cheese Day. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Fat. You're Creamy. a huge mac and cheese guy. Hell yeah. Creamy and delicious. Uh, okay. Daddy. Okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, Wow. How do you like your mac and cheese? I am very much not a, yes, hi, can we have lobster in our mac and cheese? You're no, casual. you can't. What you can have is creamy goodness all over your mouth. Wow. Seems um, like a great opportunity to slurp and splash. Yes, it does. What you can have is thick, creamy cheese sauce with elbow macaroni. Couple of mac and cheese rules just to kind of set the bar at where it is. Right. We do not make mac and cheese with barbecue sauce. It's what? mac and cheese. Oh, that's a huge trend. It's mac and cheese. We make mac and cheese. Like replace the cheese with barbecue sauce? Yes. That's a thing? Yes. That's, that's called barbecue that's, pasta. Yeah, that's, that's called barbecue pasta. That's disgusting. That's called spaghetti, friends. Okay? Yeah. Mac and cheese is with mm -hmm. elbow macaroni. End of story. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, I, I disagree shells okay let's go ahead and where's her let's turn her mic off get her it's off camera okay. I don't know why um, be over -complicating. It's, shells no, shells no, that no. scoop up the cheese and hold it 
in their little shell shape. Listen. This no. is how you make mac and cheese better. No, I guess not. You understand. No, you don't, clearly. Where are we at on rigatoni as far uh, as mac no. and cheese is Come concerned? Come on. I'm now just asking. Stop it. Jake, I'm just we asking. We are trading Jake I'm for just six asking. listeners. We're trading Look, Jake. Well, Spencer's um, the first round pick here. So, yeah, I mean, Spencer Morgan's going to replace Jake on the show tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to call up eating motherfucker. I, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. I hope so. Yeah. Listen, here are okay. the rules. The only, the only acceptable pasta is elbows. The only acceptable protein is ground turkey or ground beef in macaroni and cheese. No lobster, no chicken. That's called fettuccine. Okay. Uh, we don't put chicken in mac and cheese. And uh, the other one that I saw on um, Google last night was peanut butter and jelly no, mac and cheese. No, 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 Stop. Where you replace the cheese dude. with peanut butter and jelly. Uh, Stop, dude. That's no longer mac and cheese. It's peanut butter and jelly mixed with pasta. Bro. It's mac and cheese. Doing? That's my question. You know. It's mac and cheese. That makes me uncomfortable. Peanut butter and jelly with pasta. Oh. I'll put peanut butter and jelly on just about anything. Stop. Oh, uh, we know. That's gross. We know. Yeah, as you're well aware. <laughs> uh, wow. My point is, right. what's your favorite kind of macaroni and cheese? I have come around, thanks to our good friends at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, I have come around to jalapeno mac and cheese mm-hmm. a little bit. It's really tough to beat ground beef in macaroni and cheese. Yeah, like a hamburger helper style. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And mac and cheese hamburger helper all day. All day, dude. You'll burn your mouth on it, but it's really good. Yeah. I'm the bougie asshole who wants the lobster, so that's fine. Well, you can get waxed, and then it'll take care of that. Um, My point is... What? Wow. What? I don't know what you mean. Wow. Anyway, my point is mac and cheese. Mac and cheese is macaroni cheese, and the only thing you add is beef. Okay. That's it. Okay. Uh, James Knight says Saudi stooge. I'm not okay. sure what that Saudi stooge. Okay. okay. I, I like that. I, I do. Um, let's see. Let's get your mac and cheese comments in here. Uncle Dax says uh, Parmesan crust. Ooh. That's good. I like the crust options. I do like the crumble, like, you know, yes. like the breadcrumbs on top to give it that little crunchiness mm, on the yes. top. Yeah, I'm down for that. Yes, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Knight says, do you guys understand the Mac in the wording fools? Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. It is Mac and cheese. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know what? <sighs> Don't hate on the shells, man. Cast Coolin says, nah, you tripping on jalapenos. Oh, it's good, dude. It's good. Dop Hop says hamburger helper is money. Yes, yes it is. Yes, it is. Uh, Cass Coolin says meat and mac and cheese is bussin'. Yes, it is. Uh, Greg Hawkins says lobster mac and cheese is delicious. Ding, ding. Bye. Greg and I can hang out. Yay. His standards don't matter. Yeah, I don't know about that. Cody Strickland for $2 tip says I put barbecue in leftover spaghetti. Not ashamed. Oh. Bro, I, wait, I, I'm whoa, sorry, Cody. Whoa. So wait, does the spaghetti have the red sauce? In left, yeah, did it already? Did it already have, have sauce? Like that's nar, bro. I, I'm confused. I can't. I, okay. I'm not. I uh, I can't do that, Cody. I can't. Tanner says, "LOL, you just realizing that cast cooling? He may be." Giggity says, "If you want shells, it's called shells and cheese." Thank you. As opposed to what? Mac and cheese. It's macaroni and cheese are elbows if you want shell like shells it's called you know go ahead and have some okay, shells sure. <laughs> we're just smarter and have better taste shells burger. and cheese with no, lobster no you don't no you don't 
Uh, Gabe Ledley says mac and cheese on the smoker is legit. Yes. Bomb. Oh, Bomb. yes. Bomb. I'm with you on that. Yeah, Bomb. we yeah. did that. They, the, but here's the problem, but, though. Costco macaroni and cheese that you get cold, they make it and they put it in plastic now. Yeah, it used to come in a tin. It used to come in like an aluminum tin, and now it comes in plastic. Yeah. Dude! So you can't. Okay. Oh, 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 oh. Sneakers oh draw. Here we go. Sneakers All right, draw. We're doing some cocaine on the show, apparently. Which doing are, Which is our shoe draws. Fuck off. But, anyways. They don't make it in your size, huh? No. Um, They don't. It only goes up to 14. So. Would you like me to get the, try and get the shoe for you? Yeah. Okay, okay. what shoe is it? What are we talking about? It's the it's, Jordan Series Mid X Mason. Okay. Uh, so, size size ten. All right. God. Costco has broken a like a cardinal rule, like I I our cardinal rule, whatever. Cardinal Anyways, rule. But it, it's wrong, and they should be penalized for putting their. I'm sorry. Did you, say, did you say penis? But, <laughs> oh shit. Penis. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they should be penalized for doing. Wow. 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 That was money. That's now I have to oh, put it in my oh, own container. Oh, oh, but oh. I love mac and cheese on a smoker. You have to put it in the cast iron pan to do that right. Just saying. It was it's good. Beautiful. It was really good. Mm -mm. Honestly, it was mm -mm. really good. None of the shoes, none of the shoes that they are releasing today come in my size 15. Well. Is that is that the shoe gods trying to save me money? Yes, it is. It is. It is. You don't need those right. shoes. I'm just getting ready to have two losses. Uh, I'm preparing myself mentally for the two losses. You know, so it, is, it is really, but really frustrating. Okay. All right, back nope, to they food. They don't make it. Yeah, back to food. Focus. Um, what are you guys, where do you guys come down on it? I think this is the thing. When I say what is your favorite food, like what do, what do you, what Mexican do you guys? Food. Mexican food. So it's food. Mexican. All day. All day. Like is it tacos? You're a chicken burrito guy. We go to, yeah. we go to like taco surf in Huntington Beach and you're like, oh yeah, chicken burrito. Pipeline burrito, bro. I mean, it's, it's just not, it's not hard. If it's last meal kind of stuff we're talking about. Well, like okay, it is your last meal, potatoes. you are dying. Yeah. Steak and potatoes. Ooh. Uh, steak and potatoes. Yeah, dude. Come on. Uh, man. It would have to be maybe Man. like a like a fish, like a halibut, like a really well done macadamia That's crusted not what we're about. halibut. Yeah, like, are you really? I did. I went who there. Who does that? Okay, listen. I'm not having fish as my last meal. Oh, I'm not. Loser. I'm not. I'm gonna do a balloon. No, I'm, I'm gonna not. do a. I'm gonna do an <laughs> He's absolute like a tomahawk steak. Well, not even a ton. No, but like I'm gonna have. I'm probably having a good a. A, a, a good Italian dish of some kind. Where I'm, is the I'm, Italian? I'm having homemade. <laughs> I'm bringing back one of my dead aunts from the grave to make me homemade lasagna. Enough or, carbonara to cause a heart attack. Yeah, yes. I would love my last meal being carbonara would not be the end of the world. No, it would wouldn't. not. I, I would actually do that. I would do carbonara and the world's largest side of tiramisu. That would be amazing. Mm. I'm, I just... I'm totally down for that. But I love... I love Asian food. So sushi, I could eat sushi. I could eat dude tofu, pot stickers, stir fry, pot stickers. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. If you want, I'm listen, in. egg listen, rolls. Listen, Linda. If you want to hand me, if you want to hand me some shrimp fried rice with extra shrimp, what was the name of that that Chinese restaurant by our old house in Phoenix uh, on Baseline? Asian Sun. Yeah, oh. something like that. We're getting Anyways. somewhere. The best, but I'm going Italian. Shrimp fried rice. I'm going to need shrimp fried rice is bomb. Um, 
it would be amazing. So I think I would go with. I lost everyone in the draws. Yeah, already, I, by the way. come on, I'm out. Yeah, um, I would go with an How Italian. Did you find out. It tells me you're dumb and Nike hates you. Uh, let's see. Uh, talking with Raphael podcast. All meat, pork, chicken, steak, all the seafood, some pasta. <laughs> okay. Giggity says, "Where's the best Chinese in Salt Lake City?" Don't know. That's t- there's I don't know is there's there not great a great Chinese, Chinese in Salt Lake City? Salt Lake. What's the place in Riverton, Mrs. Monty? What's the What do you look You look distracted. What's the matter? No. Yeah, you're terrible. Uh true. What's okay. that place we go to the Chinese place over by um five guys there? I don't oh. remember. I can't remember the name of the Damn place. Damn it. There's not a lot, Giggity. Honest to God. It's really good, though. Yeah. Ooh. I'll look it up for you. New York jazz fan. Yes. The ribs at P.F. Chang's are money. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, J-Rod says it'll be big 20 when all said and done, LOL. Seriously. Seriously. You know. Uh, Greg says, Giggity, hero hot pot. Everybody says hero hot pot. Wow. Look at you, Uncle Dax, with a $50 tip. Thanks, Let's bro. go. Damn. Let's go, Uncle okay. Dax. Appreciate okay. you, my man. Appreciate you. James Knight uh, says, do you guys have Mexican chain Guzman y Guz- Gomez? No, we do not. No. We just got it down here. We don't. Is it good? It, yeah. Tell us all about it. Uh, Uncle Dax says, guys, we must get Mrs. Monty a new chair that fits her values of the show. Come on. She's wearing. She's rocking a DX, uh, DX racer chair. Yeah. What's wrong? What's? I mean... Are you kidding me? It has a headrest. That chair is remarkably comfortable. comfortable. It's a gaming chair. It is a gaming chair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Big Dog O-Town says, uh, let's see, what, he, what does he say here? Spaghetti is my favorite. So, so many options with various veggies and meats. Made some last night. About to have breakfast right now. My Shout man. My man. Greg Hawkins says, all other Chinese is basically Americanized variations of orange chicken and beef and broccoli. <laughs> it's not a lie. He doesn't lie. Uh, but there's nothing like a well-done spring roll, a mm. veggie spring roll. Oh, so good. But again, if there's one restaurant I'm going to in Salt Lake, it's Red Iguana. Yeah. I love Red Iguana Mexican food. Yes, Mrs. Monty. Okay, I have located the place that we like. It's J&C House. That's the place that we got the good, the I'm not actual trying to be good, cryptic. like Japanese, yeah, no. you know. J and C House. J and C okay. House. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm just, I'm okay. just spreading the love. Okay. It was delicious. All right. Uh, Tanner says, uh, I think Mrs. Monty, uh, that chair fits Mrs. Monty just fine. Hey, guys. Fat Jesus says she blends into the chair. We need that beauty to pop. Hey, I baby. think that maybe if it was like a really high backed, maybe velvet Crown. chair. You know, with the tufting. Crown? That might fit better. Okay. Uh, DBTZ says uh, Red Corner China Diner. Never heard of it. Red Corner. Huh. Never heard of it. Don't know it. Sounds good. Uh, Cody Strickland says Uncle Dax is mad. He meant a $5 tip. LOL. Well, can't unwind that watch. Can you? Is that true? Uh, no, he. I don't think he meant that. I, I would hope, you know. You know, yeah, I mean, we can't unwind that. Can't Sorry, unwind the watch. I don't Sorry, know how dude. to do that. Yeah, we're, we're not good at backtracking. Uh, and Garcia says, camera is high for Mrs. Monty. Is it high? No, you know what? No, I think no, he's saying, you, no. Yeah, no. I don't what? think no, it's like no, really he's scheming. actually high. He's scheming. He's scheming. He's scheming. He wants to see her lady bits. He's scheming. Schemers trying to guys. control their Schemers. little world. Guys, you know. guys, guys. Oh, and Garcia, you pervert, Tanner says. Yeah, Very schemer. <laughs> Schemers. Roll the music. We got to roll. Thanks back, Tanner. Yeah, Tanner. By the way, RSL looked awful last night. Oh. Again. 
Anyway, hey, uh, show's over. Thank you so much for being here. If you're here right now, please give us a thumbs up. It really helps the show. Please give us a thumbs up. There's Mrs. Monty begging you. Um, wow. Click our affiliate links below. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.